0: with exciting features to make compatibility easier starting the chat better and dating safer they've changed so you don't have to download the new bumble now now our story continues in his comfortable and attractively furnished office dr ray whitney the young doctor at the three falls prison for women closed the book he was studying looked at his watch in a few minutes kit calvert would be in his office for an interview in spite of his outwardly cold, business-like manner, Dr. Whitney took the physical and mental ills of the women prisoners very much to heart. He told himself that there was something pathetic about Kit Calvert, that it was sad to see a young woman of her beauty, her background, and education in such surroundings. And now, a few minutes later...
1: Good evening, Doctor.
0: Hello, Mr. Calvert. Sit down, won't you? Thank you. <sighs> Tired?
1: Not particularly. I was just thinking how nice it is to be here. For some reason, this office gives me the illusion that I'm free, that we're on the outside. The very fact that you ask me to sit down. It's strange, all the little things in daily living, the little things that you take for granted. They're the ones that suddenly become so important, for, for which you suddenly have a craving, like you have sometimes for a oh cigarette, for instance.
0: Mm, I know. Would you care for a cigarette, incidentally?
1: No, not like now, thanks.
0: By the way, I'm sorry you're going to miss the movie.
1: I'm not. This will do me much more good. Besides, to be perfectly frank, I've seen it. Uh-huh. Any good? Not bad. Not bad at all. I don't imagine you get to go to movies much, do you, Doctor? No. In a way, you're in a prison, too. But only in a way... You know that you can open that door, go down the stairs, get into your car, drive any place you like, go see your girl. Have you a girl, Dr. Whitney? Well, no. (laughs) I see. No particular girl.
0: Uh, Miss Calvert.
1: I'm sorry, Doctor. I shouldn't be wasting your time chattering away like this. Uh, Particularly about your personal affairs. But you see, when I'm with you, I forget that I'm a prisoner that there's a
0: position that I... Oh, don't talk nonsense, Miss Calvert. When you're in this office, your behavior isn't to be governed by the fact that you're a prisoner. For heaven's sake, relinquish the idea right now that you should feel that you're, well, an inferior person because you're here at Three Falls. I want you to be yourself with me, Miss Calvert. Speak as freely and as openly as you did to, well, to Dr. Larrabee, for instance. I grant you that you aren't able to choose your position, but I am your doctor.
1: Thank you, Dr. Whitney. You know, I had heard that you were a very cold and austere person. But I don't think so. You don't know how grateful I am that you consented to see me regularly.
0: It's nice of you to say that, Miss Calvert. But please don't get the idea that I'm doing you any special favor. After all, it's my job here to care for the women who need it.
1: But you didn't think I needed it at first, did you?
0: At that time, I doubted your sincerity...
1: I don't blame you for that. I understand better now why you mistrusted me. My roommate was telling me the other day about one of the girls here. She's had three major operations in just as many years, and all of them unnecessary.
0: Oh, yes, Susan. I performed the last two myself. I doubted the necessity for them, but she faked the symptoms so perfectly I couldn't afford to take the chance.
1: And all that just to get a little extra attention. To be set apart from the rest of the mass. That's right. Well, to be honest, perhaps I unconsciously wanted that when I first asked you to see me. Maybe that's why I have the fears. Maybe there isn't anything really wrong with me.
0: Of course there isn't anything wrong with you, Miss Calvert. But you do need to prove it to yourself. I'm going to get you to see that there's absolutely no reason for you to be afraid.
1: But if you'd made such a botch of your life and of other people's as I have...
0: That's in the past, Miss Calvert.
1: But when you're in a place like this, you live with your past, Dr. Whitney. Because it's the past that's responsible for your being here. The present, each day is just something to be gotten through somehow. And the future, the future frightens me. I believe I will have that cigarette now, please, Doctor. Of course. You.
0: Uh, are you, um, sleeping better?
1: Oh, yes, much better.
0: Any disturbing dreams?
1: Not since I last saw you. How do you feel? Quite well.
0: You're in excellent health. I was looking over the report that was made when you entered the prison.
1: <laughs> well, then you ought to know. That was quite an extensive examination I was given. How did it happen you didn't give it to me, Dr. Whitney?
0: I was away then on my vacation. Oh. I am going to take a basal metabolism, though, and some other tests. Now, Miss Calvert, tell me some more about these fears. Are you constantly depressed?
1: No. No, it's it's just a horrible feeling that comes over me. I'll be working in the laundry, and all of a sudden I feel almost sick. I feel as if I knew exactly what was going to happen, and as if I were already living ahead in the time it was happening.
0: And, well, what is it you see happening, Miss Calford?
1: I... I see myself appearing before the parole board. I can hear the questions that they ask me. I'm not able to make straight answers, the right answers. I keep saying the wrong things.
0: Go on, anything more?
1: Very occasionally. Only very occasionally. I see myself on the outside. In the house. I feel free. I have a wonderful feeling that at last I'm going to be a decent sort of person. That I'm going to be able to do something for the people I've hurt. Then I see those people passing the window. I call their names. They don't even look at me. They just keep passing and repassing. I can't reach them. And then I know that I'll never have a chance. That I'll never be able to make a new life because no one will ever come near me. And unless your life touches someone else's, there isn't any life at all. Do you understand?
0: Yes, you've explained it very clearly and very well, Miss Calvert. But within your innermost mind, don't you know that your fears are groundless? You know that you'll be out of here. you have the conviction of your new outlook on life and people.
1: Yes, yes, but I want to get rid of the fear. I think that if I don't, maybe I'll... Well, that maybe I'll become ill again as I was before.
0: What you need is immediate proof that you can be a useful person. That you can help other people.
1: I know. That's why if I could just get out of here...
0: No, Miss Calvert. You can do it here.
1: But what can I do in this place?
0: A great deal. Take Frances, for instance. She has a sewing class.
1: But I'm not equipped to do anything like that, Doctor. (laughs) you you forget I wasn't brought up to do anything useful. Oh, I can tell you how to mix a wonderful martini or do the samba. That's it. What?
0: Oh, I, I don't mean the martini, but that business about the, uh, what do you call it, the samba?
1: But there is a dancing class here. That woman from the university comes over twice a month.
0: I know, but it gave me an idea. I imagine you know quite a bit about clothes and makeup, that sort of thing.
1: <laughs> well, yes, Dr. Whitton. You wouldn't know it, but I had quite a reputation at one time as a well-dressed girl.
0: And I imagine you know about Etiquette, all, all that sort of business.
1: Well, some people might say some very rude things about my manners, but as a product of Miss Kirkpatrick's school for girls, I was steeped for several years in the study of the so-called social graces.
0: That's just what I mean. Why couldn't you have a class to teach that sort of thing here? Oh. Well, what's the matter, Miss Calvert?
1: It just seems that... Well, it, it seems so funny that you'd think of something like that. Oh, but Dr. Whitney, really, I couldn't possibly... Why not? Well, nobody's interested in that sort of thing. You think
0: not? (laughs) There's a great need here, Miss Calvert, for anything that helps the women keep the feeling of individuality. Anything that brings an atmosphere of graciousness into their lives. Believe me, this is your chance to do what you say you want to do.
1: But I... I...
0: I see. You don't want to.
1: Oh, Oh, no, Dr. Whitney. That isn't it at all. It's just that I've never done any teaching. I... I wonder if I could make a success of a class like that.
0: Talk to Miss Emerson about it.
1: I will, Dr. Whitney. I think it's a wonderful suggestion. It'll give me something to think about besides myself. It'll be the first step, won't it? Yes, Miss Calvert, the
0: first step. Kit Calvert was a very contented young woman as she left the doctor's office. But at that same moment, Mickey Gray, Kit's roommate at room number 12, smiled as she looked at something in the newspaper and thought, just wait until Kit gets a load of this.